Welcome back, everyone. First off, I want to apologize for the big lapse in between episodes, and thank you for coming back. Uh, This week's episode is going to be hereditary. Before we jump in, I just wanted to ask you to rate, subscribe, and review to my podcast on whatever platform you listen to. If you want to follow me on Instagram at I Don't Watch Horror Podcast, Twitter at Watch underscore Horror Pod, and if you search for I Don't Watch Horror Podcast on Facebook, you can also find me there. As always, there are spoilers. We're discussing a movie in detail. Without any more ado, let's jump in. Hi, welcome to another episode of I Don't Watch Horror, and today I have with me my friend Armin. Hey everybody, I'm excited to talk about this movie. (laughs) And what movie uh, did you have me watch this week? Hereditary. I would have had you watch The Thing, but you're like, I need something more modern, so Hereditary is my (laughs) go-to pick as it constantly is on my mind, always. Yeah, I I realized I have a lot of movies that are 20 years or older, and I kind of wanted to do a more modern, modern horror movie. So before we jump into... Hereditary. How old were you when you watched your first horror movie? First horror movie, I was five-ish years old, and my dad brought home Aliens, and my mom was not there, so he had a bunch of people over, he was like, you can watch Alien, so I did, and uh, yeah, Alien and Aliens back-to-back as a child was pretty good, and I, I knew that like I wasn't afraid of them, so I was like, this is, this is good stuff, and from there on, it just kind of snowballed. Those are two movies I actually have seen, so... Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> Very different movies. Alien, horror, and build-up, and aliens, action, so. Yeah, yeah. I had so many people in my life, like, talking about them, and I didn't I didn't realize there was a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and so someone had me watch Aliens first, and, you know, there was the whole duct-tipping the guns yep. together, which I had heard about from Mythbusters. I'm like, oh, it's that scene. So it's like, but have you seen the first one? I'm like, yeah, of, of course. They're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> They're two separate movies. And yeah. So yeah. I, I ended up having to, I ended up watching the first I, one second. I always have this conversation with people when we talk about Alien, the franchise, and Terminator. They both follow the same path. The first Terminator is a slasher film with a robot from the future. The second one is one of the best action films ever made, along with Aliens. So you compare the two, you're like, there's a lot of interesting parallels between the two. And I love all of them on equal footing for very different reasons. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. Would you say there's a movie in particularly that really got you to say, yes, I'm a horror fan? Ooh. I would say probably in the same weekend, if my mind recalls, first when I moved to the United States, um, it took a little bit, but watching the storm of the century on TV and hearing who Stephen King was with my dad, the next day picking up The Shining and then following it up with The Second Night of the Stand. So it was a combo of those two in 24 hours that cemented it. The Shining and The Stand and like Storm of the Century, all that rolled into one weekend. It was he got me anything I could, so I would say probably The Shining would be it. The Shining, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which was a very good film. Yep. That's, uh, um, regardless of it being horror or not, that was a very good film. What is your all-time favorite horror movie? Uh, th- that's a good thing. I figured something like this would pop up, so I got this up on my list. <laughs> so, out of my like top 
25 movies of all time. I always say, I don't have many horror on there. Now I look at them like, actually, quite a few. Mm-hmm. And the one that would rank fifth on there is The Thing. So technically, I guess The Thing is my favorite horror movie, even though I don't consider it a horror. I don't know, it's sci-fi horror, it's different. It's a monster movie. But I think people yeah. will lump monster movies yep. in with horror. So it's that or The Shining at number six. So okay. those two would be, they could switch at any point, but mm-hmm. those two movies would be considered what I consider my favorite. Your favorite movie, yeah. Alright, so jumping into Hereditary. What the fuck? (laughs) I, this, this is clearly one of those movies I'm definitely gonna have to go back and watch again. Mm -hmm. Because even as it ended, like, I'm like, what, what just happened? Like, I had to, I had to go online and be like, please tell me what I, what I missed. Because I enjoyed it, like, the whole build up, but then it, it ended with him getting this, this crown and I get is okay. So the reference to hereditary is it because they're it's their family line. So it's one of those films, like you said. Um, since I get, I guess we're gonna go full spoilers in this because yeah, talking spoilers. about talking about this movie without spoilers, it's two different conversations because you can't tell what it, the movie's about as opposed to what you think it is when you go into it because. Hereditary, I thought, and I watched the trailers, and I was like, oh, it's this lineage, there's this little girl with a disability, okay, she's going to kill her family. No, that's not what the movie is. And there's an actual, literally, flip of the script when 40 to 50 minutes into the movie, where literally there's a moment that happens that I watched in a theater and everybody was silent when the main character you thought you were following gets beheaded, and it was just dead silence in the movie plays that horror up with a slow screen and then i think it hit me what hereditary was as the movie moved on because like it's about witchcraft and Mm -hmm. bringing in the devil and this ancient being but upon rewatching it which i've done countless times and talking to other people about it i think they're spinning hereditary as a what the mom's mom was doing Mm -hmm. which she wanted to summon payment the the devil, the devil god, god, whatever they perceive devil him king. as. Yeah, devil king. And it had to be in a bloodline of purity, but it didn't work out to the grandmother's case. Or she's just like, I'll try to summon him in this being, whatever. So that's kind of where I got from it. But I've talked to countless other people that are like, this is what I think that title means. I'm like, fair enough, because there's a lot of interpretation to be done. Yeah. It, it, oh, God. There's there's a... N- Oh, the two towers. It's it's sort of like, well, what mm-hmm. are the two towers? Yeah. Is it is it is is it these two things or is it these two things? Is it these two towers like going at each other? Yeah. So is it, it it's just one of those open ended things uh-huh. where you're just like, you know, it could be anything. But yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was really okay. But going back to the moment when Charlie gets beheaded, just seeing. The horror on her brother's face. Yep. Like, like you can see him, like, you can see him just like, you know, I, I haven't accidentally beheaded anyone right. or anything, <laughs> but I have been in a moment of, like, something catastrophic happens, and I just sit there yep. and be like, did I just do that? Yeah. Like. Well, that's the thing in a movie, like, they build up the slow, methodic, horror build-up. The tropes. The, you know, the tropes. There's some things in there you're like, come on, guys. Come on. Like, you, like when I first heard the reviews, I was like, what are they talking about? Like, I, can, mm-hmm. I, I see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Then the beheading happens, 
and the pieces slowly start falling into place on what's happening. And upon rewatches, there's a lot more layers on this. Mm -hmm. And um, there's the moment right after the beheading where he's in his car and the way the siren and the horn is playing and everything like that, how it all rolls into one. And then the next is the mother. And it transitions to her just weeping, screaming at the oh. house. And it's a closed camera shot that just slowly moves in. And you feel the horror. And you, you can, you can yeah. feel him just feeling guilty yep. hearing his mom, who, you know, he, he already has, like, issues with, considering yep. the, the turpentine incident <laughs> from when they were children. Just, oh my god. It, it was so... It, it didn't feel rushed. They played that perfectly, I uh-huh. think. Um, they let you, you they let you sit in the horror yeah. of... Th- that's why I always tell people about this movie. I'm like, expect what you think you're going to expect and then understand nothing makes sense after the midway point because they start mm-hmm. throwing a lot of stuff at you that takes analysis and stuff and um, looking at it. And upon rewatching the movie, you'll note, if you know what the end point is, when you rewatch it, you see the pieces get laid out and you see sort of... um. There's objects placed around the movie, and there's certain lines of dialogue mm-hmm. that now make sense to you, and it's just like, yes, I, I one, see what you were going for. One of the things I caught that I really liked was um, when the mother went to that woman for her first, like, seance experience. Yes, yes, yes. When she started freaking out and she was heading out the door, um, the camera was set up so the mother was in the main shot, um, but then the, the woman, you saw her just... Just the head of her reflection in the mirror mm-hmm. would like it had this red stuff under it. I'm like, ooh, that's a that's a padding reference. Right. Like, I yep. don't know exactly where this is going, but like the the way they set up certain scenes was yeah. <laughs> was beautiful. It, it's the setup of the scenes and also the fact that they did everything practically. Mm-hmm. Like when there are scenes later on in the movie, and if people that haven't watched this movie are going, What the fuck are you talking about? Um, where the person is set on fire. And then the mom is, like, in the corner of the room, like, perching, and she's, like, about to leap. And they shot all that practically and used miniatures and Mm -hmm. the way the walls and things start. Oh, miniatures. Nothing about this movie was normal. And what I like about it, and something that's always off-putting to me as somebody that did film in school and everything like that, there's a way to frame a shot in a movie Mm -hmm. where you feel, like, this shot makes sense. Like, there's always a way to shoot an actor from the waist up and how to frame them in the center of the, you know, the angle and move the camera around them. This movie takes that, but slightly just nudges it off to the left or right. And the way the character is positioned, it's a little, yeah, it doesn't make sense. And your brain kind of notices it and it makes you a little uneasy because of the events that precede it because Mm -hmm. something like that may or may not have messed up with something. It's a very well put together like scene and build up towards everything at the end and sort of how everything plays out to the overall plot of bring the devil into the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Insane. And then like, there's also messed up scenes like in the school when the son is there, he just starts bashing his head off the oh table. Oh my God. And you're like, what the hell is even happening right now? Like yep. you're just like, you can't react to it. Him? Sitting in the desk with, like, his hand up in this distorted way. It was disturbing. Mm-hmm. Like, what what's going on? Because yeah. there, there's nothing... The way he's holding his hand isn't really grotesque enough to be, like, that's clearly an effect. Yeah. It, but it's such an unnatural way 
for a human to just be sitting, like, even if he was raising his hand in yep. class, that's not how you would be holding your hand if you were raising your hand it, in class. Exactly. It, again, it goes back to that. Just make it, make the scene make sense like you've seen in other movies, but offset it slightly so nothing makes sense mm -hmm. about it. And I think, again, they did tremendous with that. And they did it in their follow-up movie, too, which is Midsummer. A little more basic of a plot and build-up, but they do that type of thing again, which I really like. It's like, oh. Are they connected? Yes. Oh. Yes. They okay. are the same universe. Well, then, well, then I'm glad I, I did Hereditary first, yep. then Midsummer. Yep. There's actually a direct connection that people have noticed. The characters actually appear in Hereditary or in Midsummer. Mm -hmm. It's a okay. very slight nod, but it's like the Marvel thing. We're like, is that? Oh, it okay. is. Yes. So okay. that exists, and it's definitely uh, played up in a pretty interesting way with the unsettling <clears throat> nature of mm -hmm. horror. Oh, man. This wasn't terribly gory. Like, there, there's, you know, there's a scene where you see the disembodied head of, of the, of Charlie and with ants crawling over it, but it's, it was, it was to bring a callback later on when the mother goes in to visit the son and he's got all these ants crawling mm -hmm. in his mouth for in this bad dream sequence, but... So I think I'm coming to the realization that the reason why I never sought out horror is because I had an older sister who tried tra traumatizing me by showing me the most gory parts of other horror movies, uh -huh. and then just bad horror movies. Yep. That, that's yep. just all all gratuitous. Like, I never watched the original um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh -huh. but I saw the remake with Jessica Biel, where, yep, it's, where it's all just like gross and dirty and they're traumatizing this yeah. poor girl and i'm like why are people yep. watching this um so i so yeah like this was not nearly as yeah no like, like the horrific effects that you see are not as bad as i had had planted into my head <laughs> that i should be expecting from horror movies yeah that's like i'm always in the mindset of i can enjoy saw through, through, nine, ten, whatever the hell they're at. I just don't care about them. Mm -hmm. Saw 1, I will attest, is one of the greatest horror movies ever made because mm -hmm. it's not really a horror movie. It's another slow-paced, build-up, methodical story, psychological. Mm -hmm. And that was director James Wan. Yeah. And then he went on and did like Aquaman, another garbage that's like a genre. But he's a horror mastermind. Same thing with other directors like Slither, for example, with James Gunn. Like, they evolved. And I never really liked the horror movies that a lot of people recommend to me they're like you gotta watch this thing so I watch it i'm just like huh. this is just people being tortured right and it doesn't do anything for me i'm like this is just disgust but if you can make me unsettled mm -hmm. or somehow question what i just watched and go deeper into it i'm like yes i think you've done a good job about mm -hmm. doing this you know you've you've made me jump like i even like jump scare movies just mm -hmm. because like well, and then, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you, you laugh like, haha, like I'm, I'm in a safe place. But, but just like, if you're just going to show me like the most gratuitous gore ever, like that's not, mm -hmm. I don't find that interesting right. to me. And I like the subtlety of storytelling. Like one thing I like about Hereditary is a lot of people I think miss this. Maybe when you rewatch this, maybe you'll pick it up. And mm -hmm. maybe now that I tell you, you will. When the movie opens up, She's putting together houses, like dioramas, right? Yes. Dolls. And then it shifts directly into the It shifts scene. into the real life scene. Yeah. And... That threw me off from the right. very beginning. Now, the question in regards to Hereditary is, 
this was all pre-planned by the mother. Are they already possessing all of them to make these events come true because they're the puppets in the house being moved? And there's subtle nods throughout the entire movie that that's exactly what's happening according to plan when you watch it. And I've talked to people that came with that same conclusion, but they're like, but is it or is it just nature because they're going to be driven by these horrific events? So again, like those little pieces play in there. There's another diorama that's like a house and sort of like in a tree and it's like weird looking and how the lights are on. If you pay attention to how the lights change throughout it, they mirror what's going to happen in upcoming scenes. So again, it's like this almost prophecy type of deal that they're setting up and again payment at the end when he shows up yep. that's what it was about so there's a lot of analysis that goes into this movie that made me literally and i kid you not there's nights i wake up it's like 4 a.m and my wife's just like you're awake what are you doing thinking about hereditary again i'm like yes <laughs> like i just sit there i'm like man that movie was deep man there's a lot of stuff in there and again i like the whole pagan aspect of it mm -hmm. i like witchcraft and all that so that rolls into all of it because they did it yeah. well. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's a it's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. I mean, a friend of mine that the first time I had him watch it, he was like, "Well, I don't know what I'm gonna watch." I was like, "Don't watch it. Watch Experience it." Experience it. Right. So we experienced it by going camping in the middle of a log cabin in the woods, and I brought my projector. We put it up <laughs> on the screen. 4 a.m. Oh, we lit the log and just watched it into the early morning. He was oh. like. I am so fucked up right now. I was like, I know. I know this was not the way to do it. Like, it was an experience to experience. And again, I watched it in theaters when it first came out because I was highly anticipating it. And it was the reaction of the crowd. Even though it's always small crowds, like 25, 30 people. Mm -hmm. The silence that sort of happened throughout the movie. And then at the end, only like two people were like, that was stupid. And I'm yeah. just like... Yeah, of course, of it, course, you know, because <laughs> it was deep and you didn't understand it. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm like, I, I kind of felt like halfway through, I'm just like, there's so much I'm not picking up here. Yeah. Like, like, and not in a bad way. Or just like they're trying too hard, but like, no, it's just like, there's this is gonna have a payoff at the end that I'm gonna need to go back and be like, oh, I see that piece. Oh, mm -hmm. I see that piece. I see that one. Um. It. It was beautifully acted. It was beautifully shot. It... One of my biggest, most aggravating pieces of I'm a nerd and goddamn listen to nerds is <laughs> that the Academy Awards don't have horror because they don't acknowledge it. Yeah. And every single person after this movie came out for the horrors was like not nominating Tony Coletta for Hereditary and how she acts the entire way, the emotional <sighs> spectrum, her performance. Oh my God. Is one of the biggest snubs I've ever seen in Hollywood. I'm like, yes, she is tremendous. Like, she, when she screams, you feel it. You're just oh like, my, my heart, ow. Yeah, oh my God. She was so, so engaging, so enthralling. Like, how she was not, like, she she may have been, like, just emotionally traumatized after yeah. doing this. Just because, you know, I couldn't imagine the awkward family dinner of, you know... After, mm -hmm. after, right, your, that, <laughs> after that, after one child accidentally caused the death of another and knowing that because you told your, your son to bring your daughter that it, there's just so many layers of guilt and like mm -hmm. not one person is at fault, but no one, she even says it like no one wants to take no. responsibility. How, oh, and that dad staying yeah. stoic. Through the entire thing, because 
again, another valid experience or valid reaction to experience as trauma yeah. is just like, I don't know. Yeah, how to I don't know how this. to do it. So just go normal, pretend everything's fine, even though it's not. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, ugh. Just, ugh. You, you have the full spectrum of grief in this movie mm-hmm. over the sister who was creepy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what was what was the point of? Uh, I mean, I yeah, no, I understand the point of beheading the bird with the scissors, but it's just like, Ew. yeah, and that again rolls back into predetermined or not nah, because there's so yeah build up of it. it. It's a interesting one, and that's kind of the complexity of this movie where they took this criticism that they had about this movie being like, wait, there's oh, make it simpler. So they did for Midsummer. Which, again, since they're paralleling one another and sort of going in the same direction, in this one, they tackle grief, loss, family. Mm-hmm. In Midsummer, they tackle relationships and trust. And what I like about this one more is you, you kind of get how everybody's trying to rationalize what's happening around them. Mm-hmm. And even the people that are sort of position around these people trying to make sense of everything and like quote unquote help them out or see from their angle but it doesn't happen like they play it up in an interesting way where they're like that's a very human emotion but the direction this character is going is clearly not good for anybody because there's nobody in this movie that's good per se or likable or they're all like (laughs) i mean i didn't i didn't pick up that the mom necessarily was cognitive of all the things that she was Mm -hmm. orchestrating um i felt like there was you know the supernatural elements guiding her that way but i i really i mean i mean the mom ended up being sort of the villain yeah of, of the whole thing but i don't i don't think there was any guile behind anything she was trying to do she was a grieving mother trying to deal with it and you know, like, I do think she truly cared for her son, and she she was trying to deal with trauma, because there were good moments between them. Um, like, I did kind of feel, like, light and happy mm-hmm. when she, like, goes to her son in the middle of the night, and you're like, no, I gotta show you something, I gotta show you something. It was the, the seance, yep. and everyone's just like, oh, okay, well... We'll humor you. Yep. You're, you just lost your, your, your daughter, but, like, what's mm-hmm. going on? And, like, she was... I don't want to say manic, but she was, but like she, she had a moment of hope and that made me feel good. And then yeah. it just went sideways. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like in a typical horror movie, you're like, I kind of expect it to go this way and they go that way, but in a completely fucked up other way. Yeah. And yeah. And by the end of the movie, you're like most movies, at least, even if they're trying to end in like, you know, a typical garbage fashion when they're like oh it's still open and this could happen when this movie ends you're just like well it ended that happened that was a thing that i just watched uh let me think about this for a second then you'll start talking to people that might have seen it or you know something and again Mm -hmm. it's like you said that one scene where you finally get that glimmer of hope and if you're made it that far you're like oh maybe there's something here something will happen this will be good no 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 because then from there on like there's a corpse in the attic Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. It, was, it, it was all just really intense. Like, I mean, it was it was all intense. Um, but yeah, after that, that's when, when I guess, the true horror of everything started coming out. Mm-hmm. This one, those movies, and again, if I reference my damn list I have of, like, my top 25, out of the last two decades, only three movies are on it. 
Trick or Treat, Ex Machina, and Hereditary. Everything else is like pre-95. <laughs> so again, these are like three movies that stick out to me because they sort of have a uh, message and a reason behind them mm-hmm. and kind of make you think about other things other than just like, oh, that was an effed up scene. Because again, like anytime I talk to somebody that's like seen Hereditary or seen some other horror movie that's popular, whatever the hell it is now, whatever the hell the people watch, and I'm just like, well, what you like about that movie? They're like, well, there was this cool scene and this person and who blows their head off. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, what'd you like about Hereditary? They're like, huh. Huh. And everybody always has a different reason mm-hmm. because there's so much. And then when you start talking about what kind of what it meant to them, what they think happened, again, it's open to interpretation, yeah. which always to me is the best part of uh, any movie, really. If you can kind of walk away from it, specifically a movie meant for, and you're like, what did I get from that? <laughs> yeah. Movies that leave you thinking three mm-hmm. days later, I, I like, there are definitely movies I enjoy and I go back and watch again just because I enjoy the yeah. movie. But movies that I, I have, like, left me thinking days later about, like, oh, man, what if this had happened? What if, like, what did they mean? You know, there's, there's just so many things you could take away from this. Um, like I'm, I'm still in the processing mode. Like Mm -hmm. I, like, I feel like you're doing way more talking, but like, I haven't, (laughs) like, I haven't been able to process what I, what I just witnessed. Like I said, I need to, I need to go back and watch it again. Right. I, you know, I did pick up the, the, the necklace, uh, Uh three people thing. I'm just like, what? Like, but again, it was so subtle. Like, I just thought it was just like a thing I was noticing because they, they had like, and the necklace resemble like pigeons too, yeah. and yeah, yeah. So again, it ties to the whole birdie beheading thingy. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's very much in there. <laughs> like, to me, it was like the 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 seance woman. Um, like she had a necklace that said that, and like I noticed the necklace, but I it was just so subtle. I didn't realize that it was a thing I was supposed to notice. Mm-hmm. It was just like. As as someone who's into costuming, I'm just like, oh, that's an interesting piece. Yeah. Like normal, like normally you would think you don't like if you're designing a costume, a a, a necklace is a throwaway piece just to just to make it feel real. You don't really right, want yeah. that to be the the draw. But like my eye just went to this necklace. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But like whatever. Yeah. And then you know. It, it was on the telephone pole and then it was drawn over the body of the grandmother in the, the attic and oh the flies i'm just like that's oh, the yeah. devil yeah like this is the devil like when they opened the ants didn't give it away but you know when they started doing flies everyone like i know i know what that is yeah and that's a thing with these types of movies that the director does again they're pulling a lot of um what people I've noticed, specifically in the United States, for some reason, these types of movies don't get a lot of traction. And I think it's because they're putting a lot of uh, Eastern European folklore and horror and things like themes of that nature, like the whole pagan thing. And yeah, and for, for some reason, anybody I've talked to in the United States specifically, they don't like that approach to it because it's not the type of horror that they're used to. Where mm-hmm. when I talk to anybody overseas, like right, they're on the other side of it. They're mm-hmm. like, no, this is the type of movie. And it's that sort of buildup that I like about it and the, um, you know, approach to the unknown. Because, like, God knows a couple years from now, we're going to get another remake of 
like Texas Chainsaw again. Even though there was just one like two years ago, apparently. And there was one. Yeah, exactly. It just keep coming out. I don't get it. But like, there's going to be another one and another one. But movies like this come once in a while Mm -hmm. and then never again. You're just like, yep, okay. (laughs) Uh, I feel like, you know, Texas Chainsaw, like the original was just so, so profound. It's ingrained in our, in our, our social dogma that like, even if you have, like, I haven't seen the original, mm-hmm. but I, I, I know, grown up knowing the name Texas yep. Chainsaw Massacre, and that's movies like that. Like, let's make a quick buck. Let's, yeah. let's remake this one. Oh, let's. Uh, they're playing on the nostalgia thing. Or I feel like the one with Jessica Biel a few years ago. That's when they were just like, let's, let's try updating some of yeah. our old faves. And now it's just kind of like an old hat. Just like we can make well, a quick buck doing it. I. I don't remember if you recall, but when the Jessica Biel one was coming out, they pitched it as the real footage. Yeah. So the footage they shot, and it was right before the internet got big, before everybody had cable internet and stuff, when that movie was marketing it was machine. Still dial up. <laughs> so, exactly. So people were walking around saying, man, the new Texas Chainsaw, I saw it. There's real footage of the killing. I'm just like, even then, I was stupid, but I wasn't stupid enough to believe it. But yeah. you could see how it was in that time of age, right as the internet boom was happening. And that's sort of like the factor that they had going into that. So they're that. ripping off Blair Witch. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, like, movies have evolved past that, which is why I like more modern horror takes that are slow. Like, um, there's a movie that's sort of, I can relate it to Midsummer and Hereditary called Harasuza. It's a foreign film made straight out of school by one guy. Mm-hmm. And it's about witchcraft, paganism, and set in like the 1600s in a little town off the, you know, just like a little beaten path in the ancient times. And I watched it, and I've never felt more disgusted in my life. Even though it was subtitled, and I only got like half of it. But there is imagery and things that they go into, and I was just like, this is really off-putting. And people said, if you like Hereditary, this is like the next step up of effed up. And I was like, I'm never going to watch this again for enjoyment. Not that I'm saying I enjoy watching Hereditary because I don't. But when I'm like in the mood for it, I'm like, I can enjoy this because I know what's coming. Yeah. And, and I like it for that. It's not like one of those horror movies where you just watch and you're like, well, I don't have to watch that again because there's nothing there. There's more to this movie than just... Just gross. Exactly. Which I like. So <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's different types of horror, I guess, for people. Yeah. I, or whatever that is. Yeah. I have a bunch of friends who are totally about the torture porn and i'm just like <laughs> yeah yeah don't get it going back to uh, like the, the like the found footage like mm-hmm. the stuff that seems like vaguely true i think have longer lasting because you can imagine yourself in that setting oh yeah like like granted no i don't think that there's a devil king but this the situation most of the situations that you find yourself in with with Hereditary or Blair Witch when you're camping. Or, like, they're like, you know, that could actually just start happening right now. And that's, to me, that's what makes them fun. It's just, like, when I can see myself in this situation, we're like, yep, this could actually maybe Mm -hmm. start happening right now. And I would be freaked the fuck out. Right. (laughs) I I guess the, the horror movies that I've liked and been drawn to and want to watch again are, like, more based in reality yep. because a lot of it could happen oh yeah and that, that's the whole part with witchcraft and paganism and all mm-hmm. that like it could 
be a thing that's more likely than something else that's just nonsense. Yeah. Like, you know, with the with the pagany things, like all the terror happening, like, you know, it's along the line of cults. Why cults are mm-hmm. scary? Just like people are taking this rhetoric way too seriously and go overboard and. It's just people doing bad things to other people, and that's, you know, that's why I'm obsessed with true crime. It's just like, how do I prevent this from happening to me? The movie, like, like, like I said, like, I I had a friend who had me watch um, Saturn 3, and like, Mm -hmm. he he fully admits it's a bad movie, (laughs) Um, but, but to him... The reason why he chose it was nostalgia because yeah. you know he, that was one of the first movies he watched and it just not it meant a lot to him. Yeah. But he's just like that's the but he's like that's not a good movie and that's a good distinction to be able to make. What you know, um, nostalgia versus quality. Yeah, like I always tell people, my favorite superhero movie of all time is X Men First Class. They're like. That's not the best movie. Okay, uh, 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 that's no. not what I said. It's not even in my top 20 comic book movies of all time. It's just my favorite. There's a yeah. difference, you know? And yeah, you, it, once you know that difference, I think, and if you can distinguish it, it's probably better yeah. because you understand it. Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, people will give me a lot of flack for me liking all these like trash TV shows and like mm-hmm. trash music and stuff. Right. It's like, no, no, no. I'm not saying it's good, but I fucking enjoy it. Right. Like, yep. Like, yep. If if you can't just find joy in these these bad things, like I feel bad for you. <laughs> um. So when so you know when people are like, "What's your favorite this?" I'm like, "Well, do you want what I enjoy or what I think uh-huh. is good?" Yep. And they're like, "What's the difference?" I'm like, "There's a big Massive. difference. <laughs> There's Massive. a big yep. difference between yep. what I what what I keep going back to because it feeds the endorphins in my brain mm-hmm. and what." Just, just what is a quality? I find thing. it rare that it ever aligns for me that both, both are the same. Yeah. Only in video game, and that's my number one game of all time. Do I say because it's the favorite? Because that's fav- so interactive. Exactly. Never like in horror movies. What's your favorite horror movie? To what do you think is the best, or what do you enjoy the most? All three are different answers. Same yeah. with science fiction. Same with comic books. So mm-hmm. that extinction has to be made somewhere. And you know, you, you mentioned that um watching something that somebody's nostalgic about. It's like, well, yeah, this is why. And you can enjoy and be like, I could see why, you know, yeah. but you don't have the same exact resonance with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that movie is why he became a, an engineer. So, Damn, like, yeah. so like, understandable why, why why he would choose that movie right. to watch. Because this, this whole thing is about me. Why do you like horror? Like, why, like what mm-hmm. is it about it? And so, like, that movie, because he is a horror fan in general, but, like, why that movie is his favorite is because that literally shaped his life. Right. Um, and you know, it's, and for, for a premise of a, of a movie that is supposed to make you uncomfortable, like why do people keep going to it? And like, and you know, that's why I'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of doing this whole project (laughs) is, you know, breaking down the, I mean, horror, has a lot of layers to it other than just horror. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people seem to not understand. And that's, again, going back to old man yells at clouds because the stupid academy is just <laughs> old people that don't understand it. It's like yeah. they quantify horror as one thing, but horror is everything. It's one of the, it's the only genre, quote unquote, that can be anything, which is something that like the Marvel movies have adapted. Oh, it's a superhero movie. No, because they're not, none of them are the same anymore. You, well, you know? Also, you, you take, 
you take the superpowers away and put them in, I mean, you have to, you, you would have to, like, change some of the dynamics a little bit, but all these people are going through very real human yep. things. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Civil War, granted, yes, these are super people, but, like, the stakes are very human. Yeah, and the message behind it is, well, which choice, and, and you can quantify that message to its simplicity, and then put it in real world setting, like, oh, we're there right now, okay. Like, mm. like there is, there is that big fight with, with, um, in the airport, which was superhero fight scene, yeah. but ultimately, this was about friendship, and yeah. teams breaking up, families mm-hmm. breaking up, and, like, you didn't need to put it in a superhero world. Yeah. Iron Man is only literally only human. He's just very very smart, and I do think Steve Rogers is one of the most human. Like you you look at him and he yes he's strong he's agile but like you wouldn't know that just by right. looking at him in the street. Yep. He has a very human like like these are just two of the most human characters in my opinion and them dealing with this dynamic that is very unique to them. And that's always I think what hooks me in regards to any movie genre or any movie ever it's if the characters can feel real at the at the setting they're in and do i believe that this is happening Mm -hmm. to them and every movie horror specifically has a lot of that Mm -hmm. especially the really good ones like you know the shining the thing yeah in those movies you can you're teleported there and you believe in these characters and what's happening to them and it comes from a place of i guess the pain and anguish that they're feeling at the moment but you're like if, if they're believing in it and they can convey through the screen that they're doing now i'm like yes this it resonates with me mm-hmm. and again i think horror has that powerful message which is truly the one genre that can do that because like fear everybody understands that everyone's been afraid right so it inherently can dominate a screen and a screenplay mm-hmm. like hereditary where you're like one thing one thing one thing oh no and then it just goes fucked up and upside down and you're like mm-hmm. oh yes I didn't expect that. Nobody expected it. No. <laughs> Nobody. I, I, I keep having these flashes of, like, when the camera is moving along with the character and you, you see glimpses of stuff in, mm-hmm. in, like, it's not in focus. It's clearly not. Yeah. You're supposed to notice it, but it's not. Yep. There's quite a few moments like that. Yeah. Oh, the w- one of the ones that really, really got me was at the very, very end when, when um, this Peter was walking along the driveway to the the tree house you see those people who were then in the tree house like yeah like kind of tucked back in the woods like one was like bent over and they were naked and you're like what is going on here? yeah yeah um, <laughs> yeah oh yeah and when he's putting on the crown and everything and uh, again him trying like you can see him trying to process like mm-hmm. Because he's just a vessel now, and he's yeah. still feeling it and seeing it, but he can't do anything about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you can see his mind is in there. Again, tremendous acting on the all their parts. Um, and that's one thing that kind of um, hooks me with it. As somebody who was born in Bosnia, and the folklore there is heavy, we hear stories about messed up things like this as children all the time. Like Because that's the folklore again. Yeah. You know, Eastern European beliefs and all that. Even miles from where I lived is the last known village that still believes in vampires. Like, hardcore. Every night, they guard the graves and everything, and it's where the original vampire progenitors believe to have originated after the Greek version of vampires. So they still patrol it and all that, and people make fun of them. They're like, that's stupid. I'm like, no, no, no. This is very real to them. Like, 
a few hundred people in that village that have passed down the tale, and they don't care if you tell them it's not real. They believe it. And this movie, to me, resonated as real because I've heard things like this about things in the woods and the Baba Yaga thing. I grew up with that. So watching this movie, I was like, oof, this whole thing. This kind of resonates to the woods and the monsters and possession, which I was taught about. So like to me, I was like, well, this is more unsettling than normal. So again, there's layers of things you have to consider when people talk to you about a movie, a horror movie, and why it relates to them. And again, horror does that better than anything. So <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just need everyone to know, like, when Armin just told me that there are people who still hardcore believe in vampires, I just lit up with glee. Oh, I... oh my god, I I love folklore and mythology, mm -hmm. and, like, I, I outside of schoolwork, I have studied folklore and mythology, particularly Norse, um, oh, sorry, that, that, like, that just oh, made yeah. me happy. It's legit, there was a water, like processing plant like not even water process but you wouldn't even call it that now it's essentially a windmill combined with a water mill and it's just like all one part in this village and like 60 or 70 years ago now something happened and one of the people ended up dying they don't know why they believe it was a vampire nobody goes towards that now they look at it from a distance and it's that's abandoned. it it's abandoned they haven't touched it since tourism they're go at your own risk and it's right there this little town at the border of bosnia and serbia and just sits there, a little antiquated thing. Again, it's known as one of the last regions to live like the medieval times mm -hmm. in certain aspects of it. Mm -hmm. And the giant woods that are there is called the Amazon of Europe because they're so, so densely vast. they're so densely populated and you know like thick mm -hmm. that you can't see anything. So again, this all goes back to these old stories, mm -hmm. and I think that's what resonates with me with Hereditary, for example, more than any other horror movie, and even Midsummer because. They take you out of your element and they present to you things that people believe are real mm -hmm. that you can't prove are not to some people because they believe it so hard. Mm -hmm. And like, and even they can make a point where you're like, I question if this could happen. Like nobody that's sane. I'm sorry if somebody here is insane, but nobody <laughs> can tell you be like, the earth is flat. And you're going to be like, well, what's your reasoning, sir? I might believe you. But if someone's to tell me, Man, I was walking through Europe, these dense woods once, and I saw this thing in the woods, man, and it really fucked me up. I'd be like, I could probably believe you, because so much folk comes from that area, and so many tales and things that I've seen and known, and other mm -hmm. tales that have been passed along, that it's all there. So I'm just like, something like Hereditary is like, yes, this has a place in reality. <laughs> so as someone who did grow up in Eastern Europe and has has seen a lot of actual true horror that can happen in the world, how do you, do you think that that may have may may have drawn your liking to this? Because it, it yeah, it, I think I get yeah yeah definitely definitely um like maybe not hereditary specifically, but the fact that you like horror yeah is is do you think that has any oh correlation? definitely yeah. definitely I mean. That's the reason I like superheroes. You know, superheroes were the reason you fight against it. Like, mm -hmm. Bosnia, when the war started, like a year into it, DC Comics published Superman and Batman in Bosnia teaching kids how to avoid landmines and what they are. And that was a comic that they gave to kids being like, if you see this, Superman says don't touch it. Mm -hmm. That's how a kid learned you're going to die. <laughs> right, so don't touch that. So that made me love comics. Horror was another thing where you hear these tales as a kid. And they kind of just go with you and you start to believe them. Mm -hmm. So 
going to Hereditary, that that and horror is a major part of why I like everything there, because there's just this inherent belief of it that I was raised with, but also the fact that those things, in an offbeat way, you never know, because it's been so important throughout history yeah. you know like it, it's always there and you always question it it's like no i don't believe that a person can spontaneously combust because somebody put a spell on them yeah but <laughs> people do spontaneously but, combust sometimes. yeah but uh, we've all seen effed up things on the yeah. internet or people disappearing or some crazy death where a person literally was like died and they're like we don't know how and we don't know how the hell this happened you're just like I question reality occasionally. Yeah. I know, you know, I understand it, but I question how this happened. Yeah, like, that's that's one of the things, like, I, I've i gotten in arguments with people who are stone-cold atheists. And, oh, yeah. I, and I'm just like, I'm a staunch agnostic. And they're like, oh, well, do you... This one guy's just like, oh, I can believe that there's a pile of gold buried in my backyard, but I'm never gonna... But I'm never gonna find out. And right. Like, well, you just have to keep digging. Yeah. Um, and they're like... I can dig as much as I want, but I'm never going to find it. I'm like, that's the thing. I, no, I don't think there's gold in my backyard. But you right. want to know what? If someone digs in my backyard and finds gold, I'll be like, I was wrong. And yeah. so, like, I, I don't want to poo-poo on anyone's beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I do believe in science. I do, I do believe in logic and modern medicine and everything like that. But, like, you know what? I'm also just willing to be proven wrong. And the fact right. that these movies will play on my... Um, I, I, I know what is real, I know what is fake, and they're just twisting these situations just enough to be like, oh, that's, I know that's not ever going to happen, but, oh, it's just real enough to, yeah. to think it could. Yep. And again, it's that whole deal, like you mentioned it before, cults, Satanism, all this, and you hear stories of people that have done horrific things in name of that, yeah. and you're like, were these people so insane that they did this or was there something else that they believed in or saw that mm -hmm. you know, the message that moved through and like i always you know i argue with people they're like i believe in god and i'm not i'm not somebody that's like that's cool you're dumb but the people that do believe in god i'm like well if you believe in this thing and you follow the teachings and it makes you a good person and you don't do these horrific things and you're you know you're accepting of everybody as a teacher i'm like that's the greatest thing ever to believe in because it's making you a good human being. Now, if you use that and you're like, well, other people that believe in other gods are bad and all that, then you're not getting the full message of yeah. it. So that's kind of the thing with anything really and why I like like this whole mystical Satanism thing. It's like there is a base of belief in it because they did it for so long. I mean, goddamn, the witch trials were literally like a stone skip away when you think of human history. Like they just happened recently it's scary to think of it <laughs> they have happened throughout history. yeah there's and, like there was the salem witch trials obviously nope. that were here but then before that there was there was there was some in france there was some in mm -hmm. england and it like they kept popping up in in feverish rampages but they never stopped right like the like the the woman in the woods who who's just slightly mentally ill like yep Unfortunately, she was a witch, or or the right. woman who witch. I'm throwing a lot of women under the bus here, um, but we were 
crucified just because yeah. we're just like, you know, maybe maybe praying about that bug bite is not the way to go, yeah. and actually doing something about it is right. like and just 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 people who are willing to put their belief in God aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... And that's a whole other thing. Like, you look at it, and you're like, oh, which trials? Well, the last ones happened a couple years ago. Africa and South America, it still happens. Yeah, it's still happening. They still believe in witchcraft and all. So I'm like, you know, who am I to say anything against any of these? Which is why, again, anything in a situation in a horror movie can, I think, resonate far. Yeah. And stick to this world of, I'm not sure. And the best horror movies do it. And, again, Hereditary did it. Midsummer does it because again they take a very well known thing, mm-hmm. the Midsummer Festival, and they twist it upside down and frame it as to something. And if you start looking into it, you're like, oh, stuff like this actually happened again. So again, it's a good frame of mind to have going into some of these movies that it's just slightly off reality mm-hmm. that makes you question reality, which I like. But yeah, history <laughs> repeats itself. Yep. These are all things that can totally happen. Like, oh, who would have thought Jim Crow would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Relevant again, but surprise! I, I was watching recently Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Masterful on HBO. And they did Sundown Towns. Oh, God. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, that was a reality. Because I completely forgot if you were a person of color and the sun went down, they were allowed to legally kill you. Yeah. And it blew my mind that that existed like 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. I just, I can't even fathom that. And it's just like, oh, wow, yes, that was a thing. So, again, reality and time. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we can look at these things like they're like they're far in the past, but no. They're, nope. They weren't, no, nope. We're, we're monkeys who are slightly more cognizant, and we're still terrified of everything we don't understand. Uh-huh. And that's, even watching a picture moving on a screen, you can still be scared. That tells you about how far we've evolved that a picture still scares us. It's like, ah, yeah. yes. I know it's a picture. <laughs> yep, that's um, scary. And the, and the fact that there, are still, there, there literally are still people who have never seen any modern things. And, yep. you, you know, you show them a, a camera and they freak out because they don't understand it. What a crazy world. Which makes you think. That's why... We, Horror movies always make me realize that more than science fiction or anything, like more than the, you know, space sci-fi and all that. Those I'm always like, yeah, okay, whatever, you know. But a horror movie is usually set in modern day or the past, rarely ever in the future. Mm-hmm. And they tackle whatever is typically relevant today or slightly was relevant. Um, mm-hmm. I know M. Night Shyamalan, God damn, he's kind of garbage. But he has some really good movies that I've watched and I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this that's actually good about him, and he can direct his ass off when he tries, but a lot of it comes off derivative somewhat, he, so... He unfortunately had such a high success with um, Sixth Sense, yeah. and then was Signs? Signs, yeah. Signs was also very, very good, oh. and everyone like was losing their mind over what's the twist going to be that it kind of... Like, he started to chase the twist. Yeah, he yeah. was chasing the twist. When you're expecting the twist, is there really even a twist mm-hmm. anymore? Like yep. I saw the village, and I was I was in it. I was Same, in the village. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what is going on? And I was so disappointed by the twist. Yeah. Um, when at the end, I was like, can't the plane or chopper just fly by? And they're yeah. like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Again, when you do horror right, you can speak about it, mm-hmm. make people think about it, question reality and what you know, and. That's always the best. The Shining, prime example. 
masterful in every way. The follow-up Dr. Sleep, on par, I would say, which I know some people will consider like heresy, but there's a scene in Dr. Sleep that genuinely one of the only scenes in the last decade that actually put a pit in my stomach. I was like, I'm not comfortable watching this. So Don't, don't say what it is, I haven't yep, seen it yet. That's why I'm trying to avoid it. it the, everybody I told to that hasn't seen Dr. Sleep, when they go and watch it, they're like, ah, I get the scene. I'm like, yes, yes you do, because they don't cut away from it, and it's just horrific. It's just horrific. <laughs> no, you're going to sit with this, you're going to sit with how yep. uncomfortable you are, and And just keeps it. going, and you're like, stop. Please stop. Please <laughs> <Pick and> stop. <laughs> that, that was me, hereditary, right at the end. I was like, please stop. All right, good. There's the credits. Let's get the hell out of here. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. Unsettling. So would you say that this resonated a little more with you than, I'm assuming you went to see it with Shay? Oh, yeah. So would you say this probably resonated with you a little bit more than Shay just because of your, your background? Oh, yeah. 100%. More so than most people, I mm -hmm. think. Other than other people I talked to from that area and region that were also like me, they're like, yes, this is this is our stuff, you it's know. Old. Right, this is this is perfect. <laughs> weird stuff happening. And I always like the weird off putting stuff mm -hmm. anyway, you know, that makes you kind of slightly uncomfortable and watching it isn't based on so much like this is horrific because this is disgusting. It's like this is horrific because the human emotion feels genuine mm -hmm. and I feel it. And it's like, oh, damn, they did their job. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's... Yeah, there, there, you know, there's definitely times where I'm just like, this This was a, this was a thing made for a very specific group of people. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I can, I can appreciate stuff to that to an extent. Be like, this was not for me. I can see how it is good. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm just never going to fully understand it yeah. as much as someone who it was made for. Yup. Um, subsect of a subsect of people. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, as someone who wasn't uh, bathed in this sort of lore growing up, I I appreciate it. So I can I can only imagine how much more it right hit, hit yeah with with my Eastern European friends. So yeah, but yeah, I recently had to look up because I had heard Baba Yaga. Mm -hmm. mentioned before and oh was yeah like, what actually is baba yaga yep. and then i actually started seeing references to her in all these oh, yeah. other, other oh, yeah. things like i had played stardew valley uh -huh. several times through and then i'm like what actually is baba yaga and she has a house on chicken legs and in the the halloween's or the uh, the fall festival there's a house on like, chicken legs and at first it was like that's weird legit, okay. like where our house is in bosnia again the Amazon of Europe is it's our backyard. We yeah. own a giant part of this hill as a family and everything. It's just overgrown. You go into it 30 feet in during midday, it looks like nighttime. Yeah. That's how dense it is. Wow. So we were literally taught if you go out there, wander a few hundred feet, Baba Yaga is going to kill you. That's a good way to keep your kids out of the forest. I mean, that was a thing. So, yeah. you know, I grew up... If you under... literally feel fear for your life. Right. So, ten year, first 10 years of my life till I moved here, that was ingrained in my belief, especially as a young kid. Don't go wandering off into the woods. Kids, if you see a kid that went missing, it was on the news. The parents, and they'd just be like, it's Baba Yaga, you know? like it's Baba Yaga. And then you hear of other things and stories that get passed around in local folklore, and it just mm -hmm. gets ingrained into you. And again, Baba Yaga is this other thing where people are now... In America, learning about it mm -hmm. and the whole witches that spin off of that, but Eastern Europeans, Russian, Middle East, 
we've all been petrified of that shit for decades. Like, <laughs> yeah. my entire life. I'm just like, I don't fuck with that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, again, that definitely has a place in this with the whole witchcraft, the cult, uh, everything weird. See, I, you know, I grew up here very comfortably. My my parents weren't particularly religious. They, I didn't, I didn't really have ghost stories. Mm-hmm. But I've, growing up wanting wanting a bit of that magic in my life i have sought out like folklore like i've i've looked up a bit of celtic mythology oh, yeah. like i said norse i used like back when i thought greek mythology was the only mythology to look <laughs> up like i was all about yeah. greek mythology and you know i just I, I i love seeing like learning about something and just having it all of a sudden seeing it places right um so yeah i just you know i i, I get i get that you know, people want to keep the, the magic of their youth mm-hmm. alive, or like even, or the magic of the horror of their youth yep. alive. But like, yeah, I just. I mean, it's like I took my wife and child now four, three or four years ago to Bosnia where we went, and it was primarily run back in the day. Obviously, the Ottomans and all that. But earliest back in dates is the Romans took it from the ancient Illyrian people. They conquered them, and they built this giant fortress castle in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. And now, you can go there, they hold concerts in it, and it's right on the river. And But they still kept the original look of it. And this giant grave in the middle. And the king still lays at the bottom. That was buried there, because he put a curse on everything. They lifted him once to scan it, they were like, no, we're putting this fucker back. And I led them down to this door, and all the catacombs are locked off and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, look in there. And they're like, okay, why? I was like, flash a light in there. And they did. They're like, what's all those bones? I was like, those bones are about 2,000 years old somewhat. They do not excavate them or anything. They're right where they belong. Everybody just knows don't fuck with it because you're afraid because you don't know. And you don't want to mess with the old curses and stuff. And it's like, that, it's just that. there. And it's in the middle of the town in this giant fortress castle that's there. You literally step 30 feet away from it, you're buying your burgers and stuff yeah. for lunch, oh, and you're yeah. eating next to it, but it's right there, and you just respect it, and it's like, <sighs> that is just slightly offsetting, and again, this is ingrained in the belief of the people there, it's mm-hmm. very well known, so you're like, and that stuff's everywhere there, so yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's a different type of mentality, that's what I always tell people, it's like, when everybody asks me, like, man, you always rave about this hereditary movie, what's it about, I'm like, I'm not sure if you're going to like it. They're like, but you seem to like him. We like a lot of the same stuff. I'm like, again. For different there, reasons. There's a different there's a different mindset going into this movie and a different entire background we come from that is this one specific movie mm-hmm. as opposed to every other goddamn movie there is out there. Mm-hmm. Because we can all agree, superheroes are cool, so we like the Avengers. Hereditary is like, I enjoy it because X, Y, and Z is not going to match up your part. Yeah. You know, at all. Again, it's ancient beliefs and how you got brought up so yep. you know the more you research it the more you realize there's messed up things out there oh yeah <laughs> well now I, now i feel like i want to go look into more slavic right yeah mythologies and folklore so a lot of messed up stuff <laughs> yeah you know and this is this is why i've i've fallen in with people who like horror because i do like messed up and twisted stuff mm-hmm. um i i i have just i focus more on when I say mythology and folklore are real, it's it's not because like I believe it's true when it happens, but it's 
but it's a th- it's it's an actual cultural thing that you can study when right. I say that it's real. So like these are messed up, twisted things that are real that you can study that like people believed in. Like they like they believed that if you put a spike in a corpse's body, it will prevent it from rising. Right. And like I I want to know the collective consciousness about how we we still believe like mm-hmm. to an extent we still believe this. Why we still know these are. You know, you know, you you stake a vampire and yeah. they die. Like, oh, I love it. I mean, I still know tons of people today. They are not willing to go sit in a graveyard in the middle of the night. Why? You're afraid of it because of beliefs and things that have passed down. And they're ingrained in your memory and mm-hmm. your brain, and it's just human nature. It's like, is a zombie really gonna pop out of a grave or a vampire? No, but in the back of your mind, yes, and you're you're scared of it. And again. That's what it always drives me to it. It's like, it's that unknown, I know this can't happen, but maybe it can. Yeah. <laughs> Horror always does that. That's the best thing about the genre. You can watch anything. Like, currently I'm re-watching all the uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets. And those are very enjoyable movies. But I'm just like, I suffer from night terrors anyway. So I'm like, man, I never know. One of these times I could just literally die in a dream and I'm dead in real... Whatever. I ain't fucking with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. One time when I was like twenty, that that's definitely one I'm gonna have. The to go original, back and visit. I can safely say that's gonna make it in like my top fifty of all time. That mm-hmm. is a genius movie, just like Scream One. Yeah. After that, <laughs> yeah, I, I I do think that's one I I have to go. Like there there's a handful of movies that you know I watched Halloween when I was like. Yeah. 12 or 13, I wasn't quite emotionally ready to, to handle it. I just noticed the people in the underwear were getting killed. Yep. Like, that. that's what I gathered. I will say this. Having watched Halloween pretty much since I was 10, mm-hmm. everybody always told me, never watch the third one. It's the worst. It's garbage. No Mike Myers. Is that the one with the little girl it's in the a one? clown costume? No, it's a, it has, like, this pumpkins and... Co- Kids in Halloween costumes. It has no Mike Myers. Yeah. And everybody told me for decades it's a terrible movie. So wife, kid, and I watched it. And it's my favorite one. I actually can't get enough of it. It is just a genius horror movie. Is, do you think the disappointment is because Michael Myers isn't in it? Yes. Yep. And okay. it's why it's developed a cult following where now everybody's going back and watching being like, wow, we were too harsh on this because yeah. all Michael Myers movies since have been garbage. Yeah, you were expecting exactly. Michael Myers. You didn't get Michael yep. Myers. You're like, well, this is dumb. Right. Yep. That, that was um, it. <laughs> so how they marketed it as something other than Halloween. Exactly. Been gangbusters. Halloween, I'm going to have to go back and watch with fresh eyes. Um, like it's Nightmare on Elm Street mm-hmm. is one that I, again, I watched when I was 20 with a guy. So I wasn't really yeah. paying attention to the movie. I was more just like, more paying attention to like, are my hands in the right spot? Yeah. Like, like <laughs> just, just, just that. So, you know, <laughs> aw- awkward, awkward date things yep. were more on my mind anyways yeah having last year for the first time since it came out and being a stupid little teenager and not liking it because it wasn't gory enough going back and watching scream and understanding west craven and what he did mm-hmm. and then looking at horror before scream and after scream that movie changed everything it is shocking how good it have, is. It's top notch. <laughs> okay, have you ever heard of this book, How to Survive a Horror Movie? Yes. Have you yes. read it? No. Okay, I. Okay, I watched it. I watched. It, I read it when I was like 
I think I I think it was back when I was still living in my parents' house. Um, so I, you know, before I was twenty one ish. Um, but Wes Craven like did the foreword, and I think he was one of the writers in it. But it's all about how how to determine whether you're in a horror movie, whether you're in a a horror. <laughs> A horror That's movie, awesome. B more horror movie, C horror movie. Yep. How to how to outwit the monsters and the screenwriters and That's all awesome. like and like it's it's a masterpiece and, of, of of a fake survival. Like I say, fake survival. Yeah, guy, but it's it's like ever since I read that book, like I see myself in a situation where it's like, mm, how to survive a horror movie. I mean, and, I mean, it's one of these scenarios where again, I I understand that, and people don't understand. Other than a few people that have gone through the war like me as well, whenever I enter a new place, I look for the exit mm-hmm. and how large is the drop off and can I leap out? And people are always like, "That's a little psychotic." But I'm like, "Not if you've seen what I've seen or done." So, yeah. um, different mindset. Yeah, so I, I, that's I, horror. <laughs> I have I have a friend who, um, when we really first started hanging out, we were out at at this place and I just I just sat at the table. Mm-hmm. Um. His back was to the to the door. He didn't say anything, but like the next time, like we hung out, he's just like, "Hey, um, I don't want to mention it last time, but I have this thing. Can we just switch it?" So I I and yep. I was just like, "Oh, yep, sure." It, yeah. Like he's just like, "I was really on edge the whole last time we were hanging yeah. out." And I'm like, "Okay, like like mm-hmm. I don't have those issues." So I'm like, right. "But I'm like, hey, if that's what makes you comfortable." Mm-hmm. And like ever, and ever since then, like whenever we hang out, like I, I try and make sure I situate myself yeah. so he can ha- right. watch the watch the door. Yeah, very real, very little things. Yeah, like the, there are certain things that set me off, and were you know when people again unintentionally like trigger. I'm just like, hey, this is really irrational, uh-huh. but can we do this a different way? Right. Um. So so yeah, it's just. Yeah, everybody. I, this is a weird tangent. Everybody like, has those weird things that all, you know can make them feel in a certain mood, and that's horror does that to me, where it puts me in a certain mood where it kind of makes you realize things like in a different level. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, I, I don't yeah. know how to say. It. Like perception of reality is changed when you watch horror, at least for me. Yeah. Where I understand it, but it's always making me question things. I'm like, oh, it makes me kind of more grounded into the plane of existence. If that makes sense, where I'm at. Where, you know, like, everything starts to make sense because that can't happen, that can't happen, but this could. And, like, I like asking those questions a lot, and it has those effects on it. Especially somebody, like, I work an average of 80 hours a week, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, a horror movie to me is relaxing because it takes me away from all the garbage I talk about, which is 100% superheroes. Mm-hmm. So, horror is on the other spectrum of that. It's like, yes, this has nothing to do with any of that. So, again, it's a different... <laughs> mentality that you yeah. go into horror with you know <laughs> oh my god yeah I, I i know the whole thing about like needing to break away from what you focus on mm-hmm. all day long for your work you know which which is why you know people are like why don't you sell costumes like one no one wants to pay 500 dollars for a costume right um and two <laughs> this is my escape this is mm-hmm. what i do for fun this is what i do for enjoyment so yeah, and, you know, and when I was a baker, people people oh. bring me to a potluck. Why don't you bake something? I'm like, I don't want to fucking bake anything yeah. anymore. Yep. Like, you must cook all the time. I'm like, no, I spend my day in a kitchen. You want me to yeah. spend more time in a kitchen? Anyways, that's my little rant. 
but yeah, I, I, I totally get the, the need for an escape from yeah. what you focus on all day long. That, that's the thing, you know, uh, you know, and some people, cause I'm, I'm obviously telling my listeners to go, but they know I like to work out a lot and a lot is an hour a day of dedicated weightlifting. Mm-hmm. And people are always like, Oh man, can I join you at the gym? And we'll chit chat. No. I'm like, hell no. I don't even talk to my wife. I don't talk to anybody. I'm just like for an hour, it's that and that's it and nothing else matters. And it's a escape from everything yeah. you know it's it's a good way to be <laughs> i can confirm we had a we had a <laughs> friend who was just like oh i can join you all at the gym and we're like no it's it's not the social hour you're expecting yeah it's just quiet and slam weights real hard and again it's brings you into a different reality and a yeah. mentality and setting and i think mm-hmm. the best things in the world do that so like whether it's a video game a horror movie whatever it is your form of escape if it's done well mm-hmm. it makes you feel different yes yeah so so i feel like we've talked this movie to death and got on to a whole bunch of different things and all in I, relation to us surprisingly yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah. um <laughs> I, I i really enjoyed this conversation and i'm i'm now probably gonna go look up some slavic lore because i like mythology slavic lore and watch midsummer as a palate cleanser to Hereditary, which is another just giant... That was another horror movie of Valley Cleanser. Trust me, by the time Midsummer ends, you sit there, you're going, I understood everything. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I, you know, thank you for doing this with me. Uh, that, that movie was not just a good horror movie. That was a good film. I really do think. It was beautifully acted, and it was just top-notch. Um... You know, any, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? Like Hereditary, <laughs> if it's a movie that the critics seem to love and gave it a 96%, but the crowds are giving it a 4, like Hereditary, out of like 100. I've seen, it's one of the lowest rated crowd movies of all time. Controversial, like Star Wars The Last Jedi, a masterpiece and the best Star Wars movie, but people hate it because it subdued expectations. Mm-hmm. Give those movies that the critics love, that the masses hate a try, because if you do, you'll get gems like Hereditary and Midsummer and multiple... Halloween 3. Halloween 3, where you might not get something that you really understand or need or even want because you don't you follow the masses because... Mm-hmm. Who's to say that the critics aren't actually correct about something? And that's something I noticed. Anytime I tell somebody about Hereditary, they're like, well, I know three people that didn't like that movie. I'm just like, that doesn't mean you won't because you might get something else from it. And I've had people come back to me and go, so yeah. And tons of people in my comments, because I always talk about it when we talk about horror movies, they go, you won't shut up about it. I finally watched it. I'm going to message you. And I just get a long email. I'm like, all right, time to reply to this person. And then we have a conversation because, again... Somebody got something from it, which, so, Hereditary is that type of movie. Some people hate it. You got to get, try it yourself. (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely been, been things just like, it's not for me, but I can see that it is a good thing, and I can just leave it at that. Yep. All right, thank you everyone for listening again. Um, I'm sorry there was such a... Uh, a break between this episode and the last episode, but both Armin and I ran out of spoons to deal with anything else. Blame my work. Trust me. It's been too much. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks again. And see you next time.